Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. Mark, there are some wonderful things that are going to be happening in the next few weeks, and a lot of it involves if you have the German background, which I am three-fourths German. I got some German in me. Yeah. I got some. And a lot of interesting things I've learned, and our guest, Danita Allen Wood, she is the co-owner of the Missouri Life, which is Missouri Life Media, and there's a lot to ask about that, but she's going to be talking to us about an exclusive showing of Exploring Missouri's German Heritage, which is a documentary that's going to be occurring on February the 23rd. Danita, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you for having me. Wow. When I got a hold of this, I was like, this is wonderful. But my first question is, tell me about Missouri life. How have I lived in Missouri and not known about Missouri life? We're trying to correct being a well-kept secret. (laughs) Our magazine is actually turning 50 this year. So we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. But I have been involved for the last 25 years. And we are a magazine that must we have been compared by readers to a blend of Arizona Highways, Texas Monthly. We're not quite as hardcore as Texas Monthly, but we're a regional statewide magazine, and we actually have the largest paid circulation magazine in the state. So we're here. <laughs> and what kinds of things would people find in Missouri Life? Oh, we do a lot of day trips, weekend getaways. We do history. We do some lifestyle things. What we really like to do is surprise our readers with something, even the readers who've lived here all their lives, that they have not heard of. And we get some of those letters. They say, I've lived here all my life. I didn't know that. So that's our mission. You surprised me with this particular documentary, and not with the documentary, but what it contains. And talk a little bit about the documentary that's going to be at the John B. Bush Brewery Event Center in Washington, Missouri, on February the 23rd. Yes, the documentary is a 90-minute documentary, and we show it in segments. And we've broken the documentary into the really substantial impact that the early German immigrants had on our state and country. But we, of course, are focusing on Missouri in all in different aspects of our culture, not. It's not just the what you might think of as the wineries and breweries that they started. That's fun. But they also had really heavy impact on agriculture, on science. The science center might not be the same if it hadn't been for some of the early Germans. The Missouri Botanical Garden was heavily influenced when it started by a German scientist. And, of course, the Christmas trees we put down just recently. So really every aspect of our lives in the kitchen, in our garden. And so we're, we try to show a lot of that influence on our state. A, a large, I should say, um, proportion of German immigrants came to St. Louis area, but that's not dismissing outstate Missouri, Herman. There is a huge, well-known population there. And even throughout the state, I'm not quite sure about the German population in Kansas City, but how, how has that been dispersed? Washington was another large immigrant German population. Yes, many of the immigrants, in fact, most probably came up the Mississippi River, and then many continued on 
following the Missouri River west. So really pretty heavily, even through Jefferson City, was had a large German immigrant population, but even further west. And then they left the river. I like to mention Coal Camp is an amazing preservation of German heritage. So really throughout the state, you're going to find a lot of people with German heritage. Now, it's, I was reading some on the documentary that it was inspired by the book by Dr. W. Arthur Murhoff. And he, along with Mark Hausman, who is a historian on this particular documentary, what kinds of things make this documentary with their hands-on approach or their influence? Why should that be something that people would really want to go to? Because those two, the late Mark Hausman and Dr. Meerhoff, don't you like that German background, right. dug deep into this heritage and they've got, we have a rare photos, some still images interspersed with the video of unique places that we went to that might surprise people that such a heavy influence of from the Germans. One of the things that we know that, I, that just fascinates me in particular is a house barn, a house barn, but, but they, we, the public can't get into that. So it's a way to share some of the heritage that is remaining. It's with one of the few house barns actually still standing in the country. There, there are a handful, but now, this particular documentary, it also goes along with some food. Oh, food and music. So let's talk a little bit about that because it's now right now when we're recording this. Now you're talking. It's my, now Lunch I probably time. shouldn't have mentioned that because yeah. now my stomach's grumbling. I know. Why'd you do that? That's mean. My mouth <laughs> is watering. Hateful. Tell us a little bit about that, Danita. Yeah. You're going to make us all hungry. I know. He has. <laughs> we do have a four-course. German dinner. Oh, come on. And the entree <laughs> is going to be a schnitzel over sauerkraut with a gravy. And then we have, as well, the best of snow brought over that sauerkraut. Oh, oh. And this was an international best of show. It's worth house who is catering, who's bringing the meal. And Mike Sloan, the owner of Worth House and Herman, will be there. And I'm just going to say, you have to be, to win Best of Show in Frankfurt, Germany, making sausage or brat, you have to know. You better know what you're doing. Talk. You have to be. Oh, my. You have to have almost a perfect score, and he did. <laughs> so we're going to be serving that along with red cabbage. Oh, Sauteed and wine from Stonehill Winery. Sauerkraut? And Any Herman. sauerkraut? Any sauerkraut? And yes, that, the schnitzel and the brat will be over the sauerkraut. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> then we also have Mike Sloan's old family recipe for German potato salad. Mm. It's warm. Oh, it's warm, yes. Now, why did we have to go there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, All followed by a beautiful omelet cake. <laughs> Ooh. Ay, ay, ay. And this all is going to be in what I really didn't have any understanding about or knowledge of, and I've been to Washington many times, is this John B. Bush Brewery Event Center. That's, yes, it's a National Historic Landmark. Yes, you've probably heard of his more famous bro oh, younger brother, Correct. Adolphus, with Anheuser-Busch, but 
John B. Bush Brewery was actually the first German, the first brewery in Missouri and started by the older brother of Adolphus. And, and now it's an event center. It's a fabulous place. I was in it before it was an event center. And so it's going to be a really, it's a really, it's going to be a fun venue to have that history combination with what we're doing. And, so, and I should say, showing, and I do want to mention the zither music, if that's okay. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Now, do you know what a zither is? A zither? Yes, I do. What? Tell Okay. Hold on. Wait, what Arnold, what is... You can describe it. Yeah, Arnold, please describe Yes, well, let's a, put him on the a, spot A zither here. is, a, a, this is what I recall, a zither is a stringed instrument that is played almost like a vertical, a horizontal guitar. Excellent. That was wow. how I would quite describe it. But but in addition, it's a blend. It's, it's been described as playing three guitars at one time. Sounds like a steel guitar to me almost. Very similar. But different. Kind of right. a blend between maybe a harpsichord and a guitar. Wow. The uh, We have tens of their players in an ensemble who will be performing. So... We're very excited about that. We're talking to Danita Allen-Wood. She's the co-owner of Missouri Life, and she writes for them. Missouri Life is a travel and lifestyle magazine, has more paid circulation than any other Missouri magazine, also many award winners. You also do some television programs, which we'll get into a little bit later. But, folks, if you want tickets for what we're talking about, go to MissouriLife.com and then German Documentary. You can plug that in there. Now, Danita... Proceeds for this are going to be going to where? A portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Washington Historical Society Museum, which is where Ma the late Mark Houseman was an executive director, and we're donating a portion in honor of him. And people will take home not only great food and great understanding of German history in the state of Missouri, they also have some specials. Yes, we have, we'll have a little goodie bag that they can take home with them, and it will contain the Explore Missouri's German Heritage book by Dr. Merhoff and some other German and Missouri-themed little goodies. Now, when you all picked up on this project, was this kind of something in the works? Was this a collaborative kind of effort between the book and the late Mark Hausman? Was this kind of on the docket and it was something that was done previously or how did this all come about? What was its origins? Well, it was actually, it, it was actually sponsored by the Missouri Humanities Council. A former executive director was successful in getting the legislature to declare a Missouri German heritage corridor from St. Louis, Herman, and perhaps beyond on the river. And he was very interested in helping call attention to and showing people the value of this German heritage so that we might work harder to preserve it. So they were the sponsor of the book. And then we, we were talking, we had seen all these wonderful things. We decided we should do it, try a documentary. It was Missouri Life's first documentary. We have done television. We have a Missouri Life TV show. And we'd done that for five seasons and convinced ourselves we could make a documentary. And I want to let the audience know also that you are three-time regional Emmy Award winners. So 
it's not like you don't know what you're doing with this. So this ought to be really good. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Actually, every season we've produced, I think it's four or five now, has won one of those regional Emmys. Which speaks to the value that you place in what you're doing. And I saw some of your work on YouTube. You also have a YouTube channel and that very interesting things. And a lot of the things that Missouri Life does. How did you get involved with this? Because I think you and your husband both have degrees in agriculture. That's right. We both have Bachelor of Science in Agriculture, but we were in agriculture journalism. Okay. I both started at Farm Magazine, and then it just sprouted from there. Our interest, when we left, we, we were at the what is now the largest magazine company in the country, but when we left there to come back to our home state, I was teaching at the School of Journalism okay, and ha actually had the Meredith Tutor there, but we just kept talking about how this state ought to have a magazine somewhat like Arizona Highway, and we knew of many other state magazines. We just kept talking about it and talking about it, and finally Greg went out and sold an ad, and we had to, I had to make things. <laughs> the rest is history, and how long ago was that? That was about 25 years when we took it over. The magazine was actually started in 1973 while celebrating our 50th anniversary, but it had changed hands many times and declined to a very small readership until we took it over. So, It's always good to know about these kinds of things, like the Missouri Conservationist, that, that particular magazine. They have some very interesting things in there. And folks, you need to do what Mark and I are going to do. We're going to sign up and become subscribers to the get the magazine and it's a print version right or is it electronic or how do people it's receive print. it it's print at one time we tested offering it as a digital version and we may do that again sometime in the near future but at that particular point in time people were still wanting to read it on paper and in their hands i think out we had a total of three who said digital only so we didn't we have not gone that route i saw your katie trail rides that you do my wife and I did some Katy Trail riding last summer, and we'd love to do the entire thing. And I know you go all the way from, as it wow. just past Sedalia and then down to St. Charles, I think, as some of those, you have two of those set up, I think, for That's this year. right. We'll do all the way from Clinton to Mockins for the people who want that extra leg from St. Charles to Mockins. Wow. But we call it BAM. It's Bicycle Across Missouri, Big BAM. And it's like a moving it's a moving party. It's so much fun because there's music every night. You bike during the day. You get to know everyone. You're mm. traveling along. Not as a group. You can ride by yourself. You see the same people over and over every morning and every evening mm. and make new friends. And it's just so much fun. So they stop along I've the way. Several times myself. So you I'll, I'll tell you, I'm everyone sorry. else works the event. And my job is the customer experience. Oh. Uh -huh. So you oh, stop I get to ride my bike. So you stop along the way and you have hotels set up, is that it? Yes, you can stay in hotels or you can camp. We also have a thag support. We bring Good. a tower wagon and you can it's a very nice setup where you can have towers when you get to camp. Huh? If you're camping, you can even have your tent set up for you if you choose that route. Or you can bring your own and we mm -hmm. move all your gear for you to new town yeah because i'd heard about the camping along the way and i thought that sounds like a lot of fun to me to bike all day 
sit down at camp and have a nice campfire and sing around the campfire. I don't know if you do that, Arnold, or not, but and then to move on, and especially if somebody's going to move your gear for you, what the heck? <laughs> that sounds like more, right. a wonderful time. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah wow. Move the tent and the luggage, your luggage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Folks, we encourage you to take a look at MissouriLife.com and get into that particular website because you'll find more about the documentary on the German heritage that's going to take place at the John B. Bush Brewer Events Center in Washington, Missouri on February the 23rd. You can get tickets there. That's where you can find out more information about times, et cetera, like that. And Danita, we appreciate you coming on St. Louis in Tune and giving us that information. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to talk to you. And with your German heritage, made it even more fun. I was expecting you to say some German words. I would say, I, yeah, I could go into, uh, there you go. Auf Wiedersehen, or I could go into some of the dialogues yeah. that I actually remember from high school. Okay. But I it talks about uh, pencil sharpeners and things like that. Pencil sharpeners. Bleistift spitzer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say danke. Oh, uh, bitte. That might not be the way you pronounce it. No, that's, you're good. Bitte. Just don't encourage him. Okay. Thanks, Danita. You take care. Okay. All right. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.